Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 223. This week, digital editor Alex chats to our Indian columnist Monica Gawadon about the Hindu festival of Diwali, including the rituals, traditional foods and message of hope celebrated during this time. Everybody. I'm Alex, Olive's digital editor, and regular listeners to the Olive podcast won't be strangers to this week's guest. We have Monica Gawarden. Hello, Monica. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. So, Monica is Olive's Indian cooking expert. Uh, she has a regular column in the magazine teaching readers how to make the likes of Rajasthani lamb curry, Chetanad chicken fry, and those amazing Bombay chili cheese toasties. So the question is, Alex, have you tried any of them? <laughs> uh, I have tried the Chetanad chicken fry, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yum. I actually didn't make it. My housemate made it, but it was very delicious. Exciting. <laughs> You ate it. That's Um, the main thing. Yes, exactly. Um, And then back in episode 167, Monica chatted uh, more in depth about Goan food culture and cuisine. Mm. And in episode 208, she revealed some Indian cooking secrets. So everyone should go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. But this week, we're going to chat about the vibrant Hindu festival Diwali, aren't we? So, Monica, for those who aren't aware of um, Diwali and Mm. what it is, can you Mm. describe it in a nutshell, please? Firstly, um, whenever this podcast is released, I think the first thing to say, Alex, is happy Diwali to you. Thank you. And uh, happy Diwali to all the listeners. Um, It's a festival of light. And it is essentially a festival of light over darkness, uh, good over evil, and, you know, knowledge over ignorance. And I think kind of filling your life, um, you you know, surrounding yourself with, um, I suppose, the good vibes and the good, uh, you know, the goodness that comes with uh, living a full life. And I think, you know, of course, it's been celebrated for years and years um, all across regions in India. Um, uh, and, you know, the, the nuances of every region might be slightly different in the way they celebrate it. But essentially, it's a it's a festival that actually is ran on the Hindu calendar. So it changes every year in terms of the date. It's not specific like Christmas, so you you won't get a specific date. It's based on that year's Hindu calendar. So this year, Diwali is celebrated on the 14th of November, which is a Saturday. But in the run-up to Diwali, we have a four-day festival. So we have a certain auspicious event on every single day. And every day there's pujas and you have sweets and you have little lanterns lit. And um, yeah, you have different kind of uh, celebrations and rituals that you do on every specific day leading up to the day of Lakshmi Pujan, which is the 14th of November this year. 
So, um, yeah, um, as much as it's a different way of celebrating this year, I'm equally excited. And I think it just gives me and makes me feel like I'm brimming with joy and hope and just um, happiness. Oh, what a lovely uh, <laughs> festival. <laughs> we could all do with a bit of that couldn't we we could all do with a bit of that and I think it's really essential I think for people to kind of um, embrace uh, those feelings uh, especially this year more than any other Um, and any excuse to really just have some good food surround yourself with you know family and just good vibes really yeah, so I'm um, actually, it's the first year I'm going to be celebrating Diwali this year. I'm seeing, well, I was supposed to be seeing some friends, but now we can't. So we're going to have a housemate Diwali, nice. um, little Diwali festival and cook some of your amazing recipes. Yay! So <laughs> Monica has um, written an article about Diwali and its traditions and food food traditions as well on the Olive website, which is why I'm chatting to you about it because I commissioned you to write the article and it's very informative. <laughs> so thank you. Um, thank I'd you. like to go back a little bit though, if that's mm. okay, and ask you about, because you grew up in uh, India, in Mumbai, didn't you? I did. And so what's your earliest memory of Diwali? Um, my <laughs> earliest memory of Diwali is uh, wearing a really traditional outfit when I must have been about three or four years old. And uh, it was such, it's called a lehenga. So it's like a skirt and um, it's got a top and it's got a little like, um, almost like a little scarf that you wear around and uh, little lovely earrings. But I was obviously a bit of a tomboy. So I was just kind of quite not very happy wearing that because I just wanted to be out there with the boys, you know, (laughs) in the yard, uh, bursting crackers, lighting fireworks. And my mother was always really worried because the lehenga is made, generally lehengas are made of silk and, uh, you know, brocade and gold sort of embroidery. So she'd be like, I need to make sure that when she goes and, you know, is using those sparklers and firecrackers that she's not going to like, you know, kind of get too close to it. So that, I think my earliest memories, Alex, are essentially of, um, you know, when you're at home, And you have all the lights in your house, all the lanterns and the tea lights lit. I mean, just visualize that. But then on the outside of your house, you can still hear the firecrackers going off and uh, the rockets and the sparklers. And you can hear the hustle and the bustle. Despite having that little bit of quiet time in your home, home, you can still hear it outside. So that would go on from like, I don't know, six in the evening till about, you know, midnight But every single day in the lead up to that one week of Diwali, there would be a lot of homemade sweets, um, a lot of homemade uh, savory snacks. Uh, Sometimes my mother would actually get, you know, there used to be this Mahila Mandal, which is actually a Mahila means women. So they are women who actually specialize in making homemade sweets. And it's almost like a charity. So you kind of, um, you're you're giving a donation um, to the charity and they are bringing these sweets to your house. Um, but they are all freshly made. And it was just like we we used to get, and my mother used to have these big steel tins, you know, they were about that big, large ones. And every tin, there used to be at least about seven or eight tins lined in my dining room. And every tin had a different savory and a sweet snack. Um, I think uh, for the online um, uh, piece that I did for you, there was a sweet called Karanji. Um, and that is quite popular in India. So it's a fried, crispy fried pastry and it's stuffed with coconut, poppy seeds, jaggery. 
And it's just when it's warm and you actually tuck into it, it is crispy on the outside. It's got that lovely coconutty flavor and jaggery. So I think all through the day, we'd have family and friends visiting. All through the day, I'd be starving, obviously, <laughs> for um, sweets and savory things. And then we'd have one one big meal on Diwali in the, in the afternoon and in the evening. And every single day, we'd be lighting fireworks. We'd be having uh, little lanterns in the house and sparklers. And we have this thing called rangoli, which is uh, a powder. So it's a colored powder. You put that at the entrance of your house. And uh, that uh, signifies um, prosperity and happiness. And you're kind of bringing in a lot of positive, good vibes in your house. So it comes in different colors. Some people do it so quickly. I mean, it can. some people come and you can actually commission people to do it in India and they'll do it in like 15, 20 minutes and create one of the biggest like Rangoli entrances. Um, you know, I, my, my mother and myself would like to do it together because I thought we, we just, I suppose we thought it was a family affair, so we'd do it together. And it would take us a while, but we'd, we'd have different colors. So there's pink, there was yellow, so just like little white borders, and then the pink, yellow, blues in, in designs in the middle. Yeah, Alex, those were my memories of Sounds Diwali. Sounds incredible. <laughs> how have you celebrated Diwali in the UK um, compared to how you celebrate it in uh, Mumbai? Are there any differences with um, I think, um, the tradition? Of course, there are differences because it's obviously, you know, I've I've made Britain my home uh, when I came here in my 20s. And I think you, I suppose in a way, you um, bring together all the sort of rituals and, uh, you know, the celebrations along with you. And, you know, I mean, it's not like bonfire. Like, yeah, but the best part I was going to say, is, so it's like, sometimes bonfire night and Diwali kind of are around the same time. So, you know, when you actually are sitting in your home, you hear the bonfires and the fireworks going on. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this is Diwali. (laughs) So I feel like it's like a celebration. But I think generally at home, uh, I really love the idea of having friends and family over. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got at least a few days before the actual date of Diwali. So I will be uh, at least three or four days in prior, I'll be making sweets always. Um, and I won't make one, I'll make like four or five different sweets. <laughs> uh, then I'll, on the day, I normally make uh, what my mother would make. So fried puris, we make a spicy potato dish and we we have something called a shrikhand, which is a sweet yogurt. So it's a chilled yogurt. So the crispy puri with a little bit of spiced potato and the sweet yogurt. So it's like a crispy, savory, sweet combination, which is quite nice. Sounds delicious. And, yeah. And then I suppose <laughs> this year it's on the weekend. So, you know, we'll finish off the weekend with a really lovely, nice sort of lamb biryani or uh, a nice like uh, chicken curry. Um, through the week, I'll make more vegetarian fares and pulses, beans, lots of raitas, chutneys, curries. And I normally also make like little jars with like spices or chai, uh, which I send across to friends. So I think for me, when I actually think about celebrating and you know, I mean, there's different things. I always, always, uh, when we were younger, my mother used to get these um, uh, tea lights, but they were actually made of uh, clay and they were handmade of clay. And used to put a little wick in there and she'd put some ghee in there and she would light those and she'd have a row of those. They're called diya. So she'd have a row of those on the windowsill, on every windowsill. 
but obviously I can't get the clay ones, the mud ones made here. Um, so I just get the tea lights, you know, the regular ones. But I, I try and look for ones with like a little bit of sparkle in them. So, um, so you know, it's it's quite nice and shiny. So then I, I, I light those um, at the entrance of my home and I light them at the back of my house. And I think also lighting your tea lights is almost like signifying you're bringing the light into your house. Um, so I, I do that. And then, um, you know, we say a little prayer, um, and, you know, I think just the idea of actually being grateful and, you know, the gratitude for actually having as much as we do and, you know, prosperity comes in various different forms, I suppose. And I think for us this year, it would pretty much be the same. It's been, you know, a a tricky year for a lot of people, but I think, um, you know, when you think about light over darkness and, you know, good over evil, I think you're moving ahead. You know, it's, it's, it's also like the new year in the Hindu calendar. So it's almost signifies that you're moving ahead into the new year with a, a heart full of hope. Um, and just, you know, blessings of having the people around you and the little bit of experiences, you know, whether it's actually sharing in good food or, you know, we always have, when I was younger, we always have good new clothes was a big deal. Um, so yeah, just buy something small if you can. And, um, yeah, for us, I think for me, mainly it's about the people I surround my life with and the food I serve. I think the two of those things play a significant part in, um, yeah, Diwali and how I celebrate it now in the UK. It's very relevant for the moment. So it's a, it's a festival that I think we should all be embracing, like whatever culture and um, religion you, you know, you come from and that you follow. Absolutely. Um, because it's about hope and light. And yeah, I, I think it's a really beautiful sentiment. So I'm definitely hope that people embrace the the values and the the messages behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. Stick around for more Diwali chat from Monica, including how the festival brings everyone together. So um, I know you've spoken a lot about the sweets and uh, they sound delicious that you make. Um, and is there a specific savoury food that you would eat at that time or is it is it just a mixture of your favourite favourite dishes? I think it's a mixture of everything, sweet as well as savory. Um, if we look at the sweet aspect of it, barfi is quite a big deal uh, across any kind of community in India. So you can get barfi in different flavors. You can get a saffron and pistachio barfi, a mango barfi. Um, one of the most popular ones actually I have made, which I know a lot of people tend to cook, um, is uh, my chocolate ginger and cardamom barfi. Um, and it's easy to make as well uh, because it's readily available ingredients. Um, I use stem ginger in it. So I've, I kind of, in a way, I've adapted it the way they would not probably not make it in India. But the savory kick of the uh, ginger and the sweetness of the chocolate kind of, you know, uh, balances each other out. And cardamom is you know, is an all-time favorite in all kind of um, desserts. But we have Shrikhand, which is a, a chilled yogurt-based dessert. We have Karanjis, which is the paste, fried pastry. I was telling you about the crispy ones stuffed with coconut. So those are all the sweet ones. And there's loads of other kind of um, sweets, I suppose. It's a long list of Indian sweets that you can actually find. But I think in terms of the savory, um, a lot of vegetarian fare. So um, a lot of stir fries, a lot of like, um, you know, dals and curries that are eaten through the week. And of course, when you actually get to the end of it and you're celebrating with a big, massive feast, 
you know, you can uh, choose from as many as you like. So um, this year I'm going to be making a biryani, but I'm also doing a few other dishes to go with it. So I'm actually doing uh, a really nice, um, you know, a sour mango and fish curry um, because... Uh, yeah, so it's it's like uh, so you basically just take unripe mango and um, or any kind of green mango and you make the base sauce of the curry with the tomatoes and everything else and the spices and I normally get my fish mango to um, cut my fish in little steaks so the center bone is intact and once you've added the fish and then then at the end you add the mango which lends a tartness to the dish. And the sweetness, I suppose, and the a mild flavor of the fish, um, along with the tart sour mango, is 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 really lovely, really lovely. And then uh, at the end of it, I normally thicken it with a little bit of coconut milk, not a lot. So I'm doing a sour mango fish curry. I'm doing a biryani. I'm also doing a really nice green chicken curry, which is actually from the Parsi community, um, with coriander and fennel and ginger. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing I'm doing a few dishes, but I think the other thing I'm actually doing this year, I think I've realized that I won't actually be able to uh, meet a lot of my uh, friends because I have I- I'm quite the feeder. Uh, so I have a lot of people generally over when, um, and I, I don't just have people over for the one day. I will have people, you know, they will come, you know, through the whole week. Uh, and they, a lot of my friends know that they are going to Monica's is, is the done thing <laughs> for Diwali. And I think I like that because I think also there's no yeah. formality. So there's no question of, oh, you have to come at a certain date on, on a certain time. Like I, I will happily have friends popping over for chai. You know, turn and up I'm, and I'll feed you. <laughs> turn up for a chai, a masala chai, turn up for some snacks in the evening, you know, some laddus, um, some mithai, some barfi, uh, and spend hours here. And oh, then all of a sudden, I wish I could come round yeah, if it wasn't go, during I these weird times. <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, of course, I'll have food ready anyways, because I normally have, you know, a lot of curries made a few days in advance as well. And you know, whether it's a butter chicken or whether it's something ostentatious like a butter chicken with some pulao. I think the idea of actually sharing it with my friends actually makes me really happy because I suppose in a way, you know, I, you know, a lot of my family is still in India, but I, I live here and, you know, I, we're, a, we're a small, tight-knit family. But I think we've, we've made our friends our family. So, yeah, it's, it's just really nice. So I think this year, uh, the plan is, um, to essentially um, take uh, lots and lots of like I'm doing a little uh, Diwali survival kit <laughs> oh lovely <laughs> so um, yeah the plan is to kind of include um, some mithai some like barfi some a little we're doing I'm also doing these little paper lanterns so there's a local oh. business yeah and so then- they, they basically you you fold the paper and they cut it it in shapes in like diamond shapes all across the paper and they glue it together and they make little lanterns so you can actually stick that on your table with a little like you know That's not a so real lovely. yeah so you Where's can do that little, from i might actually uh, get some <laughs> i'll send you the link um it's just a small business so i think it's also about supporting small businesses in terms of what Absolutely. they're doing um, so you can get like li- these little, um, they're not real tea lights, they're battery operated tea lights. So if you stick that under the paper lantern and it, it'll just say like Happy Diwali or something on it and it has like little marigold flowers. So that's the other thing we're doing. I'm going to do paper lanterns, some sweets 
Um, yeah, just in homemade stuff, which I think I'm going to... And, and the thing is, obviously, you can't see people. So nothing better than anybody opening their front door and seeing a little survival basket for them during this time. So I think it just gets me really excited, Alex, to like put it all together. It is so lovely. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking it's it's such a lovely thing to do at the moment. And it will really, it's all about like spreading, spreading joy, not germs, which was our um, yeah. motto for during lockdown. But, yeah, um, it's about it really spreading is. joy. Not, yeah. And I think, you know, you're not, you're not meeting them. You're not in the same, under, you know, in the same house with them. So you're dropping it off, leaving, and they can just pick it up from their entrance, let them know it's there. And They'll have, probably have mithai and little Indian sweets and lanterns and little gifts to last them a few weeks. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. I just, I really, I really love the the whole ethos of it. Yeah. Um, can I just ask one thing um, mm. for, for to clarify in my mind more than anything? Mm. I'm sure our listeners will be interested as well. When you say that there's on the the 14th of November this year is the kind of the final day of celebrations. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few days leading up to it. Is it a bit like with the Chris in the Christian calendar, they have Easter and they have oh gosh, I'm gonna test my knowledge here, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday. Easter Saturday and Sunday. Is yeah, it yeah. specific days for specific, specific day. so, rituals? Um, yeah, so you you have a Dhanteras, which is one of the days, and Dhanteras Dhan mean Dhan the word Dhan means um, uh, wealth. Uh, so you celebrate the wealth in your life. Dhanteras is that day of celebration of the wealth in your life, and then you have you have you know uh, another day of uh, in the north of India they call it uh, Bhai Duj. In the west of India, where I come from, they call it Bhaubis, which is you celebrate your siblings and you know your family. So yeah, every day there is a certain significance. Um, now the the order is generally always the same. Uh, the dates vary um, based on the Hindu calendar. So it'll still be in the same order. So it'll be uh, Dhanteras, Chaturthi, Lakshmi Poojan, uh, Bhai Duj. So it'll be in that order, but then the dates on each year will actually vary. So there's always four days, but then when you look at the main day of Diwali, that's when I suppose... Um, especially like, especially when you're overseas, you don't get that opportunity to keep doing all those rituals or the time or, you know, you don't have, you know, temples nearby or whatever, then you, you just want to make sure if, if, if you just have the one day you want to celebrate Diwali, then the one day you really want to be focusing on this year would be the 14th of November when you can kind of give yourself that permission to, um, you know, feast and um, sort of celebrate with your loved ones, whether they're your flatmates or whether they're your uncles and aunts or people who are living in your bubble or support bubbles and kind of just, I suppose, giving thanks to, to that, really. Or over in a virtual meetup over Zoom. Virtual meetups are great too. <laughs> Which is what um, we're doing now and it's still yeah. fine. You can still get the joy. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, I've always said this, especially with the Olive team, I, I would have absolutely loved to cook you guys a feast at some point for Diwali oh. and kind of just, you know, spoil everybody rotten. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, so, yeah. so sad. We can't do that. Maybe next year. Well, next who knows? Year. Yeah, <laughs> Let's not maybe. think too much about that. Yeah. But there's always hope to do at some point, you know? Yes. Well, that, yeah, that exactly. And um, I think we'll finish on that because it's quite a nice um, sentiment, the, the hope, because that's what Diwali is all about, isn't it? So It is. Um, yeah, and I, I really think regardless encourage... of the restrictions this year, I think, you know, make that time to celebrate, even if you light one tea light and give thanks and you know it doesn't have to be an ostentatious meal I just get super excited about it each year because of the memories that I have growing up from you know India but I think it's just got to be something simple you could make a dal you know you could make you could have some ready shop bought Indian breads uh, a little bit of pickle and yeah that's a joyful meal in itself and uh, yeah super happy for that absolutely and I really encourage everybody to um, read uh, Monica's guide to Diwali on olivemagazine.com there's got lot she's got lots of recipes on there including some like a vegan biryani and mm, some really nice vibrant one. curries and um the sweet potato what are they call cakes they call yes. shakar khan ki tikki and they are sweet potato cakes and they are pan fried and they are gorgeous with ginger chili so that's a perfect snack that you can actually serve with like a green chutney or Ooh, even just a raita Alex, the only tip I'll give you for the Shakar Khan ki tikki is add extra green chilies. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I might not because I'm not very good with spice, but... <laughs> um, but uh, and I just want to wish you, wish you all a happy Diwali. And oh. yeah, I want everyone to like check out that piece that we've actually written because it's got, it's packed, packed with like so many good recipes and just filled with ideas that I think are perfect for the festive season. Um, the Wali bonfire night, I think it's just perfect for it. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. And thank yeah, happy you, Alex. Diwali when it comes happy around. Happy Diwali to you and happy <laughs> Diwali to all the listeners. And I hope they all are feasting on something delicious and wonderful and lots of curries. Um, and yeah, goodness. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. And why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine and get the very best recipes delivered to inspire your cooking? To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, go to buysubscriptions.com, allpod720. That's O-L-P-O-D. 720. Terms and conditions apply. Stay safe and we'll see you again when we have a brand new episode to listen to.